right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Can I Help You? Uh-huh. <laughs> we've been we've been on the phone for like half an hour just changing each other's backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, so we're on Zoom, y'all, and we've been just having so much fun with the background. It started with the little filters with the unicorn heads and stuff and the mustache and now we're just putting a whole bunch of photos as our background you know we it's some fun times you know mm-hmm. we got jealous with the unicorn the unicorn style you had last last week and then you had it on today and i was like no and i don't have any of the filters i have to get that date yeah but okay. you got some backgrounds girl <laughs> not safe for work backgrounds for sure um but yeah today we're talking about cults we're talking about true crime wait we're just in this oh wait check-ins <laughs> what check-ins oh I you always said we're gonna jump right in okay rewind Okay, check-ins. Trinia, how was your week? My week was... What did I... I don't even think I did much. I just worked. <laughs> so, you know, it was normal, I guess. It was good. Um, I also... Oh, okay. So the person I'm talking to, every time I meet up with them, like, they just have such a good scent. And so, like, they put on, like, this oil. And I told them last week, I said, you need to take me to the shop where you get this oil. So today, they picked me up, and we went to the oil shop. So I have um, some oils, too, so I could smell nice. Um, so I'm really excited. The place was really nice. Um, it's called, hold on, let me pull it up. Um, it's called Taj Essentials. Is a black owned business. Um, and the people are really nice there too. The guy who was showing me all the oils, he was treating me like a queen, honey. And so it felt really good. You go in there, you feel they call you sis, everything. Like they just oh, give you so yes. much love. And I I loved it. Shout out to Taj. Oh, I live for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they can ship out here. They can ship out here. They can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, perfect. But they said but, um, right now they have a lot of um delays. Mm. Okay. No. Did you have any did you have any intense conversations with him yet? Are you delaying We're talking about this on the podcast? Well, you know, this, I'm just asking, did you have any intense conversations with him? No, we're meeting tomorrow. We weren't supposed to meet today, but we ended up meeting today for okay. like a quick like oil buying and then he got me some halal food which was nice that's nice it's nice to do nice things for others well we'll come back next week and we'll talk about some more (laughs) (laughs) so i that's the only update i got damn why are y'all back quiet after i said that (laughs) damn i've never had an experience where you go and buy oils at an oil shop so, I don't know. <laughs> just interesting to hear. Oils and halal today. It was good. Yeah. 
Noah, what organic. about you? My week was really good. It was really good. I like I I had some hard conversations. And I think that after having those hard conversations, things have become a lot lighter, a lot more intentional, a lot more hopeful. Um, and that felt really good. And then uh, just getting work done. It's been a lot of like, I need to start making more money faster. So I have a drop coming up on the 14th next week. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. But that's basically it. It's basically been, oh, and I moved into like my next Airbnb. And this one is so much nicer. And I have three bedrooms. And it's just it's just so much more comfortable than the last one. It's more spacious. Um, and there's not like... Like in my last one, I really enjoyed hearing my neighbors fuck. But there were moments where it was like, okay, this is happening a little too frequently at the same time every night. It's like always at three and four in the morning. Oh, and this God. one woman would be... Oh, she'd God. be like belting out her like... And she's just so loud and I was like girl he is not digging you down that good it's only 10 minutes it literally only lasted 10 minutes I don't know why you acting that way girl um but this one feels this one feels like the exact opposite because the only the only sounds I can hear are from the church so it's a very Amen. different like, it's a very different <laughs> yes the lord me and the lord needed each other this week um the literally i can hear them singing in the church right now they're loud as fuck and i'm surprised you, it doesn't um can you guys hear it no yeah. okay good but yeah good week overall how's your week Danelle? um some drunk bitch ran into our friends destroyed the oh, whole thing shit. not even like a little bit just the whole thing and then I, it was a great 30 minutes of watching her do the sobriety test right outside our door <laughs> on the street. <laughs> so worried for her, the cops. But then I filmed the whole thing, you know, for insurance purposes, of course. Of course. Uh, <laughs> and then I was at work, right? And I work at, full disclosure, property manager in a building. And this old lady came down and I haven't seen her for months and months. And she hired another tenant to be her aide, right? But he's like, not mm-hmm. professional whatsoever. Long story short, she came down. She's like, in the past four months, my bank just called me and said $100,000 is missing from my savings account. Oh. But everybody knows it was him. Like everybody in the building has been talking about how he's been stealing money from her because he's, he's done it to other tenants. So it's been dealing with that because it's like, like, how do you, uh, I'm, I'm not that I don't feel safe at work, but it's like one of those situations, like, you know, I need a security guard here because you already mm-hmm. seen us like talking to the cops and whatever. And it's not like a hundred dollars. You still, you still a hundred grand. So when they come get you and cuff you, you want to wait for a long time, <laughs> a long, long time. I feel damn sad. She had a hundred thousand dollars in her savings account. Damn girl, get it. <laughs> the poor lady, like well, but she, she's, lost, she lost it. Yeah. She, well, she's like disabled, and so she got the money from an inheritance because her mother passed, which is why she lives in our building. Oh. And she got, you know, 150 grand. Like that's all she has in the bank account. Her bank's like, you only have 49,000 now, so I don't know what you're gonna do. She's like, wait, what? You imagine like four months, your whole inheritance and savings is just gone 
I would cry. But then I'll be like, you need to find a way to get that money back. Absolutely. Yo. Absolutely. It's not like it's going to be like trying to draw blood from a rock because where? Adonde? Like, where are you going to find it? Girl, that shit is fraud. You better uh, work it out, bitch. Yep. That I'm going to yep. tell them just like that, too. No, you better work it out, bitch. <laughs> Listen, you can save all the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh I my god! Not Janine doing this. That is yeah. scary. That is other than scary. that, yeah. Other than that, it's been good in the neighborhood. Oh, speaking of tenants and you know, real estate and things, that TikTok you sent me about um, what's his name, Stinky. Oh yeah, that is so funny. I would like to see what the Stinky looks like. This is a this is like an ongoing TikTok that's on TikTok right now. Um, f- full story is Stinky is a tenant in the TikToker's uh, one of his properties, and Stinky had sold a house that didn't belong to him, which is a scam that a lot of people are falling for nowadays. And then went back to that same landlord whose house he you know illegally sold, and was like, "Do you have another apartment I can rent?" And the guy's like, "Come on, dude." So please, he's like, all right. Well, Stinky is now going to be moving in March um, first into a haunted house <laughs> that the realtor has. The realtor so, gave him a haunted house, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Damn. So we'll, we'll see. You. We'll see. All right. So speaking of haunted and spookies, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about cults. And true crime. Um, so last week we were talking, we were thinking about, we we're like coming up with themes as we always do and trying to figure out what we're going to talk about. And we were going to go into spirituality and ghosts and stuff like that. But we thought that that would be better for like the Halloween conversation. So then Demel came up with the idea of like true crime. And we're all kind of obsessed with like bad things happening in the world. We love bad things. It's like, but it's also like Netflix. I think Netflix is a genius. And I think it started, I think, okay, this is the way I feel. I think it was a lifetime pipeline. So Lifetime, as young people, when we were younger, I feel like Lifetime really got you into, like, suspenseful, the neighbors doing crazy shit, the mom killing her dad, or it just got you so tantalized into, like, these, like, really weird scenarios that happen with, like, people who you're close to. And then I feel like now that we're older, I feel like Netflix does a really good job at being like, oh, here's the Ted Bundy story, and here are all of the, like, showing you clips getting you hyped it's everywhere on social media yeah. or even what's that one with that girl they made it seem like oh, she, I was she was in this like weird hotel in California and then yeah, she the, ended up like committing Cecil, suicide the, the Cecil Hotel or something yeah like yeah so it was like they tried to make it seem like oh my god it was it was it was a phenomenal activity it was a ghost the bitch was fucking the ring came and took her ass back to the water <laughs> yeah. it was like no the bitch yeah. was off her psychotic bed and she killed herself well they, so, the, <laughs> like the whole thing about the what is it? i don't even know how to pronounce it cecil cecil hotel is that yeah. it's it's been 
the location for a lot of like it's housed a lot of serial killers there's a lot of crime going on in that building and people truly believe that the building attracts that so it was an interesting netflix one for sure and i think everybody's i don't know like in the past five to ten years true crime has like heightened everybody's into true crime drinking a coffee true crime oh absolutely going to sleep to true crime like you just it's constant well especially now like well not now but especially since it's all over uh, media too like it's more like accessible like these stories and i think like having access to other people telling these stories so like besides you know lifetime and a and e like those channels we have like we could go on tiktok or wherever on instagram and it's like hey did you ever hear about this story and then like you could have like different narrations i think the narration of the storytelling has been uh, better over time too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, i mean it all starts with dateline right you're do y'all remember dateline it's supposed yes. to, yeah. it, it was meant to get you scared about dating online and now this that's the only way people date it's online <laughs> Mm-hmm. But there was another one too. It was Dateline and oh, it's just Dateline. 2020? Yes. 2020. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But um who uh who did you pick? Oh, I'm going for I always go first. How you always you go, go first. Because you're prepared. <laughs> you got a pen and paper right now, Johnny Down notes. Don't lie to me. Well, I do have my <laughs> iPad. <laughs> hey okay so um when thinking about true crime and thinking about like murder (laughs) this is so funny to say um thinking about you know like murder it just like crime in general um I go to my mom (laughs) Because yeah. she loves Snap. She was the one to get me into like serial killers and specifically like women taking revenge on like their husbands or significant other. Um, and it's usually due to just like a breaking point, like reaching like a breaking, well, not all the time, but like in some cases reaching a breaking point. Um, and I remember growing up like she used to have like silence of the lambs on repeat (laughs) she used to to also have um misery on repeat so those movies i know very well Mm -hmm. um but then also another movie that she used to have on repeat was monster and so i remember one day um i think like maybe like a few years ago like even though i've seen it before but a few years ago i sat down and watched it with her um and so if you don't know monster is a movie (laughs) oh now you calling me out about my notes (laughs) (laughs) look at the notes look at the notes i know you are so um monster uh, was a movie about a woman named eileen wernos and so um was born eileen carol pittman Oh, and fun fact, she was born on a leap year. So she was born on February 29th. Her, of course. 
Okay, there's a misconception that Pisces, they're all serial killers. That's not true. Yes, they true. are. They are. They are. That's not true because yes, I'm not are. a serial killer. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, but yeah, so long story short, um, she um, oh. was working as a sex worker. One day, she ended up killing a policeman. Um, and then she ended up, you know, like stealing from him. And so she went pretty much went on a crime spree, luring her Johns and um, murdering them. And each one was a little bit more horrific than the past. Um, and so this was all done in Florida and she ended up, you know, getting arrested and she um, ended up going on death row and they, the law killed her through lethal injection. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a lot of her trauma started from her, like, childhood. So I know that when she was younger, um, she lived with her grandmother or her grandparents, um, and they were very abusive to her. And at one point, she was raped when she was a teenager and she ended up having the baby and the grandparents made her give it away. And so I don't know if that was necessarily like the pinpoint of her, I don't like to use the word like psychotic break, but like the turning point in like her mental stability. Uh, But I just know that like when she was a teenager, she, there was a lot of substance abuse. and you know she would get DUIs she would also um get into a lot of trouble um, with the law like over and over again from teenage age to adulthood ended up meeting a woman named Shelby at a biker bar madly in love with her when she when um Eileen went to go do her sex work um one day she ended up killing a cop and then that's when it happened um her spree started to happen in florida but i think that um shelby also knew because there's like a theory out there that like shelby was like oh um she pretty much like played dumb and let eileen take the rap for you know the crime um but it's like girl shelby also knew what was going on and I think she also was like, go ahead, keep doing it. It's bringing money to the table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like when I think about true crime, when I think about, I guess, serial killing, it go, my mind goes to my mom and mm-hmm. then uh, misery, uh, misery and monster. Like those are like my... Like monster's like two. her favorite. Is that's her? That's your mom's favorite movie. Monster or? is my is my mom's favorite movie. She said Charlene Theron uh, did. Charlize Theron, sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> Charlize Theron did a really good job with her acting. And honestly, like I think all she the did time, too. like her, yeah. like her role in Monster, she looked exactly like Eileen. And like even looking at old interviews on like sixty Minutes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like she was spot on yeah spot she's on. always the transformation she did to play Eileen Mornos is probably one of like the best closest to if it weren't for the latest uh what 
documentary movie mm-hmm. on Eileen Warnhouse. I would say the woman that plays her in this new documentary probably tops Charlize Theron's look, but her Charlize Theron's acting is on point on, um, in Monster. Right, on point. Mm-hmm. Do you believe Eileen Warnhouse though? That's the big question. Do you believe that all the abuse and all these things happened? Um. Well, I can't say, but. Yeah, I don't know. I can't say. I feel like, I think maybe, like maybe there was a point in time when maybe she ended up getting abused. Mm -hmm. Um, But then there's also like a theory that she had, um, you know, personality disorders too. Mm -hmm. Um, But I honestly don't even know. I think, I think, because when I think about crime, right and think about snap i think usually it starts in my mind i think it starts from a trauma and a trauma that hasn't been dealt with um but more on like an extreme level and so like the only way that some folks know how to i guess understand or deal with it it's through you know certain action uh, the only reason i'm saying is because when they interviewed the mom her mom um after they found all this stuff, her mom admitted to her, her being a pathological liar. And she was caught in a lie throughout most of when she was retelling her story before they euthanized her, basically. But they did keep her alive way too long, trying to get like a good story out of her. And I think that that's messed with her, ma- with her mind. And she was, in one account, she said, well, I'm just embellishing the truth because that's what you you all want for my story. That's what you want. That's what's going to sell. So a lot of things she embellished, like she she swears up and down. She killed her brother. She didn't kill her brother. Her brother died from disease. Um, the guy that she said had uh, sexually abused her with like a Clorox pipe or something like that, with the, there's no accounts of that or proof of that. And yeah, so it was like a bunch of like, things that she was caught in a lie I think some version of that did happen to her but I don't Mm -hmm. think to the extent that she's like she at the end was kind of trying to embellish or justify what she had done but also that's kind of that's kind of like the tantalizing thing about all of our the things that we're going to talk about today is that like we don't know (laughs) like I feel like like how much of it do we actually know how much of it is like because I think that the realistic thing too is that we all, well, we all at some point have come to terms that like the police are not people that we can trust. So it's also yeah. like how much of it is fabricated. For like her fabrication, how much is their fabrication? How much of it is like them trying to like make it seem like, oh, she's actually like, she was actually sane of mind so that they don't, I don't know. Like you never know what in these situations, like there is no real clarity outside of her and the people who have existed with her. And so it's like, cause even like, cause it's, cause I and the, and I think the 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 heartbreaking thing about it too is that like, one one of her traumatic experiences could have triggered for her to explain every other one of them like in a fantasy, you know, right. like every single one could have been a fantasy just because of the one traumatizing experience, and then her brain might have not have been able to like put things together or put things in the proper spaces or you know like that's just what happens with trauma is that like realistically like maybe she is embellishing and then but it it all has to come from some certain trauma 
unless she was born a, like a serial killer or she was born not a serial killer. what do they call that it's not it's psychotic it's not psychotic what is it called a sociopath yeah yeah well they i know in the there was something about like the autopsy where they again like i said like they found like something within her brain that could resemble like a personality disorder too but again i think i think that for her there might have been like noelle said like a trauma that has like triggered her mentally because that's usually what happens when you suffer a trauma you get triggered and everyone's response to it is different i guess like mentally yeah i mean they weren't her story is so interesting because i'm not i'm not gonna agree with calling her that evil because the media did everything to make her look like a monster when in reality she's a product of her environment she was a she was a streetwalker and they treated her like she was the menace when the people that she killed were men hiring her to like you know so and who knows what they were doing to her yeah, too like before yeah. like she even like just like killed them yeah her case they were trying to like sanctify they were trying to make these guys look like saints like humanizing the victims which sure they're victims and you know the families are there but like they weren't they weren't so spick and span they did hire a prostitute it just happened to be eileen warnos like yeah because even looking at um different articles and stuff like when you pull up her name it's like scariest woman like yeah. scariest serial killer woman and i don't know like it like my <laughs> my mind went to like <sighs> scary to who though like yeah to me like like maybe it's because i'm trying like in my mind i <laughs> i like to play both sides sometimes um yeah. just or like understand both sides but i'm like i don't I wouldn't say she's scary because what, like, what if, like, I don't know what happened to her in the past. I don't know, like, what that click was for her. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, at, like, at the end of the day, what if she was just a regular human just triggered and she didn't get the help that she needed? Yeah. And so I'm like, I, I hate seeing the word, like, scariest woman and stuff like that. I'm like, don't dehumanize her. Yeah. I mean, how scary could she be? She had a girlfriend that she didn't kill. You know what I mean? Like, so it wasn't like she was just killing everybody. Eileen. So I feel like these things are kind of fascinating too. I think it's yeah. like, it's hard. It's like, obviously I, I don't wish death upon anybody and I don't wish any malice, but it is, <laughs> I feel like we've gotten to the point of being so desensitized to these types of things. And it becomes so much of it become the fantasy that like Netflix or any like the way that people end up retelling the story in a way that is not oh like a like a like the boogeyman you know like it's not supposed to scare you but it is supposed to scare you but you're also supposed to be really entertained by it because if you are then they can make more money off of it so Mm. it's like I like a woman like that if I knew her in real life I would obviously have fear. But as a person who has existed without her and as like a bystander or like as a third party, I do find it funny and I do find it 
I don't, I don't, I'm not afraid of her from here, you know, <laughs> I'm not afraid of her, like, from the distance that I've existed in, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think they, I think that, yes, I'm not going to take away the fact she murdered people, but I think our treat, the treatment of her by the media during her last, like, year was terrible. Oh, terrible. Of they were yeah. they were infatuated with having a female killer. That's what they were doing. And they shouldn't uh. they either, they either should have helped her or just you know went through with the uh with Legal their sentencing. Cause it, yeah, because to to keep that woman alive, like dangling death over her is like, oh, like you have this time, this time, and then continuing to extract information for her for the sake of movies and things that she's never gonna see a profit off of. That's stupid. Yeah, and that's another thing too. It's yeah, because they were sensationalizing her. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's not profiting off this woman just to kill her. <laughs> but also, I wonder. I wonder if her family got any of them. Nah, uh, pro- probably not. No. Nah, they probably got paid to do interviews, but that after the the fact, like, but I don't think. Mm. I don't think it was getting money like that. Jamel, how about your story? Okay, What's your is- true crime? Okay, my true crime is probably not my favorite. Oh my God, that is weird saying my favorite true crime. (laughs) My favorite true crime. (laughs) No, the one that I've been thinking about a lot, uh, uh, Chris Watts. Um, If you don't know who Chris Watts is, he's a fan. They call him family annihilators. Chris Watts, uh, there's a movie that just came out on Netflix. I don't know, basically a documentary. Chris Watts killed his wife, Shannon Watts, their four-year-old Bella and their three-year-old Celeste daughters over wanting to be with his girlfriend, which I find so crazy that they never involved the girlfriend in it because I just found out doing the research for this that they're back in contact with each other after three years of not speaking with each other. Yep. And they let her go and they did the whole... uh, changing her name, keeping her, you know, undercover. And now she's the, her, his inmate uh, confessed to somebody that they're back in contact with each other. And you're not gonna arrest her? Cause it's crazy to me. I don't, I can't believe that your boyfriend out here killed their entire family just out of nowhere and you didn't know about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you're talking to him again. Mm. But also like, damn, you couldn't just, you could have just walked away, like, mm, <laughs> like right. Like, you had to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, but it's one of those stories where I'm like, how do you go from being an, an and I hate the Netflix documentary one because it makes Shannon look so crazy. It it makes you hate Shannon. I think she's just a woman in a marriage that wasn't working out. She didn't understand why. She didn't understand that he was already checked out of that marriage. And then th- he didn't figure out, he can't divorce her. You know what I mean? Like he can't go and be with his girlfriend without having to kill like the entire family, the kids. That's what I don't get the kids. Cause in the end, like he kills a wife or whatever, buries her. Then he goes and gets the kids. And then he has the kids alive in the backseat, kills one of them. So the other one is watching one of them die. And then he goes back for the second one. The second one goes, no, please, daddy. And he still does it. That's crazy to me. I mean, that's that's the mind of a serial killer. For what? You know what I'm saying? For to be with your girlfriend. Like, 
it's just it's heartless I don't, I don't know the real hero in that one was Shannon's friend because had Shannon's friend waited at least maybe a day or two to be like oh Shannon didn't hit me up today she might have gotten away with it he clocked out of that he would have just left but since she was there so Shannon was at like a conference or something like that and she had come in her her friend picked her up from the airport dropped her off in the middle of the night and she said oh hit me up in the morning we'll do something and she didn't hit her up. And guess what? Her friend is showing up at her house in the morning. I was like, where's my friend? And Chris was like, had no time to basically come up with a lie, you know? Like, just cover his tracks better. So I'm rooting for that. For the, for the friend. You should have killed her too. Right? But the, the, friend. Friend, the friend showed up with cops. Oh, damn. The friend was like, the friend was like, it's not like my friend to not send me a text. She's not going to talk to me. It's not like my friend to leave her medications behind. She showed up with cops. She wasn't showing up alone. And her husband was there too. <laughs> she said, I brought back. Yeah, she came from bed. Yeah. That's like if I was like, Shanir, hit me up in the morning at eight o'clock. And at 8 01, I'm at your house, like, why are you going to open the door? Like, why don't you text me back? <laughs> we had plans. You know, she's dead. Yeah, you I mean, know she's dead. If it's Trainier, if it's Trainier, she's dead. She's dead. She's dead. It's just insane. Did y'all watch the documentary? No. Mm-mm. no Actually, I, I didn't even it. know about that story. Oh my god, it's a crazy. I story thought you were I talking about. There's another one that's like, oh, the there's like a mom and dad, and there's like some kids, and then some guy comes in. And he like pretends to be like a counselor or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so he's like counseling the daughter. Or no, he's he's sleeping with the daughter. Like he wants to run away with the daughter. And then he's counseling the mom and the dad, but he fucks the mother and the father. Like, oh, I know what you're talking her. about. Yeah. But do you know that one? That's, it's, that's it's on called, Netflix. I think it's hidden in plain sight. Yeah. This um, Yeah, that's this, the one I thought you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. That one's a crazy one too, but it's just so icky. I don't even want to touch it. <laughs> it is so yeah, gross. Like, he literally fucked every single person in the family. Yeah, every just to, single one. Just of them. to take the twelve-year-old away. And by the way, for that one, it's some creepy four-year-old, forty-year-old dude is like, because there's two other sisters there. You know what I mean? Like some forty-year-old yeah. is like, I'm gonna take this one daughter for you to go on a camping trip. I'll be back in two days. No, sir. No, you're not. Like, who the hell did but you also think you camping was? trip by yourself? No. Yeah, with with your twelve-year-old daughter. That's like the dumbest thing I've See, ever this heard. Is, this is this. Yes, and that's a very evident thing on like white bullshit because you know a Latinx, Black, Caribbean, any person of color would not let that child leave their house unless they are physically leaving with them. Yeah, that is a re- what what. A 12-year-old with a 40-year-old man going on a camping trip doing haciendo que? Uh-oh. Yeah. For I what? Can't. I can't. The fact that that family, I, I just, I couldn't. I was watching in disbelief at every turn. And the their whole excuse was, we didn't even know what a pedophile was. We didn't know, like, back in the day. It's like, you don't get the vibes. Like, what, right. what, what, what's that mean? Just because you didn't have the word, you didn't get the vibes? Like, Oh my god! Like there's a thing called grooming. (laughs) Yeah, you were all groomed at that house. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the crazy part is that like you were also fucking the parents and the parents weren't like we all were talking about it. Yeah, like you weren't jealous. You didn't feel no type of way. You weren't like not. There was nothing in your head that was like 
hmm, this is a little strange. Well, the only sane one was the the younger daughter because the younger daughter yeah. was like, he's he doesn't play with me like he plays with my older sister. Like, oh, he's going on taking her out on championships, but he doesn't take me out. Like, that was weird. She's the only one, the only one in that entire family that was sketched out by the situation, not the parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, going sure. back to your original story though um it really is just a simple walk away yeah but so you could have simply walked away but yeah. i know um based off what you said um it would have been hard to just do that but yeah i think like why wouldn't the okay because <laughs> my brain is just like why wouldn't they ask the the girlfriend like does she seem like a sweet innocent um woman girl, girl you need to you need to you need to watch this i'm gonna send it to y'all because so here's what this here's the timeline shannon is like one of the first online mothers like she did facebook lives about her daughters whatever she became like an online <coughs> person and she was making money off of basically vlogging mm-hmm. um and chris was just in the background now she's progressively getting more and more famous and chris all of a sudden starts going extra ham at the gym like he wasn't a big dude but he lost a a lot and was just wicked busy and looking good you know stopped having sex with Shannon um they just stopped having a relationship and all all in between and they were blaming it on family issues or whatever it was and then it comes to find out he's like going out with one of his co-workers winds up being the girlfriend Nicole and then it just out of nowhere they got into this big fight and then he was supposed to go on a business trip and she went to this conference she comes back from the conference and then the the next thing is the uh the friend call says that her friend's missing they go into the house the kids are missing but all their bags are still there and everything like that and he's just like i don't know i don't know where they went all the stuff i don't know when they find out you know they find the kids in an oil tank because that's what his job is. He like goes out into the field and does something with the oil. What an idiot. Yeah, with excavating. They find the kids' bodies in an oil tank. They find Shannon's body like buried not too far from where the tanks were. So they bring everybody in. And the, the way that they, they make him confess, they bring in his father. And they explain to him, it's like, look, we, the camera's running. Like, we need to get what happened out of him. And it doesn't take the father not more than five minutes for the fighter to be like, so what happened? He's like, oh, well, she was starting to kill the kids. And so I killed her first and it's crazy. And so then they got him there, but they had, they brought in the girlfriend um, because the cop was like, I don't believe him. Like, I don't believe Shannon was trying to kill her, the kids just because they weren't having sex. Like, it's crazy. And so they bring in the girlfriend. The girlfriend's interview, if you watch it, you just know, like she just, it's too, you know, when someone's trying to, trying to convince you almost that like they don't know nothing, that they're as much of a victim as they are. It's so mm-hmm. hard to believe that A, she didn't know he was married and B, she didn't know about the killings at all because she was so nonchalant about listening in about what he had done to his family. That picture you dating somebody and he's scheduling you at certain times, like, and then all of a sudden you hear this person had killed their entire family over you. 
Now she was smiling in some of her interview and she was feeling good about herself. So it's hard for me to watch that interview and be like, oh yeah, she didn't know. She was just innocent. No, she had something to do with it for sure. Yeah. They, they didn't take her in because they needed her, her um what what is it called? Her character witness. What, what, what I don't know. They needed her confession basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but she didn't confess anything. So I was like, why would, why, why wouldn't you dig in deeper? I don't know. They just let her go. They changed her name. She's out and about walking on the streets. It reminds me know. of, um, it reminds me of a Lifetime movie. Cause I am a Lifetime movie queen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> like the situation of, Hey, I want you now you need to get rid of your wife. <laughs> like, it right? reminds me of that situation. Girl, I can't. It's family annihilators. And it's not like a new thing. There's multiple instances with fathers. Um, they just kill the entire family because they feel like less of a man or they have a second family or a bunch of stuff. Like, I, I, I just don't get it. Like, I don't know how you just don't walk away. <laughs> like, It's a simple walk away situation. Yeah. And I know Ideally. it's messy, but because one like you're losing money with one that's cool you can gain that back well, but i think that's but, the, i think that's the reality is that they're losing money mm-hmm. but like you're kill you're killing but now you're losing life yeah <laughs> like i would ra- i would rather lose money than lose life like and i mean but lose I life that- in terms of like hey now you're going to jail forever well, but I think the reality the reality is that these women, the, a high possibility, a high percentage of these people, the women that they're with is with them partially because of money. You know, like, it's like, because it's usually some older, withered guy who has, you know, he's like, he, and then some, it's like some young hussy, you know, like some like young, some <laughs> young <hussy>. tantalizing, <laughs> yeah. some young tantalizing woman. And part of the, part of the allure of this older man is that, he has his shit together. He has his money. He has a series of things. And so, like, you know, if you have an insurance policy on your wife, then now he becomes a millionaire. You know, like, it's such a... It's such a that's the crazy part. But that's that is crazy, a thing, too. Yeah, but that's the crazy part about Chris. Chris had his own money. And she had her own money from social media. Had they had a divorce, she would have wanted a clean cut. Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah, wasn't yeah. about money. It was about him just wanting to start anew with his new girlfriend Mm -hmm. but that i don't know what the decision is that in someone's brain to be like nah that's not what divorce would look like that's for me to start brand new and like just complete his kids three and four years old no i know but that's uh, yeah (laughs) it's wild to me I feel like I grew up watching so much CSI that like that like that thought process is actually like it's the <laughs> yeah makes sense don't judge, don't judge me don't judge me <laughs> podcast listeners but it just makes sense it makes sense for you to wipe out every single aspect of evidence the thing that sucked for him was that there was a best friend who was clearly really invested. Yeah. But if he didn't have that, this man, high possibility, could have gotten away with it. Like, he yeah. literally could have killed the whole entire family, dumped them somewhere, Lord knows where. He could have put, 
he could have done the smart thing or he could have done the thing that most people do. What they do is that they build a fucking hole in their basement and then they re-cement that bitch. Mm-hmm. And so like he could have just done that and then put acid over their bodies and that's it. Yeah, call it a day. So he could have been okay, smarter expert. about it. Yeah, you, you thought about this or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just coming to me. I'm just making this up now. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let, me, let me put it back up. <laughs> no, I really do think that I really do think that like a part of them is like, you know what, I'm gonna get caught and like this is better than being in this situation. And that is that's like yeah. Well, oh well. well, yeah, because like with, with crimes, you do have the, the possibility of like, hey, I can actually get away with this. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's mm-hmm. all. That's what every single serial. And that's the reality is that like some, well, there's a lot of serial killers out there who have gotten away with a lot of fucking shit. Like and we can even think of like, even if we like overly simplify it. You could it's Black History Month. Slavery, those are serial killers. Like those are like the first serial, like the first serial killers on this earth. I mean, on this on America, is slave owners. They were killing slaves left or right. So it's like, you know, we could there you can the history of America is that you can get away with it if you don't get caught. You know, like if you just don't get caught, if you were like brush it under the rug if you have enough money if you have enough uh resources if you, you have enough people to also help you, you too girl the perfect example is casey anthony casey anthony straight up killed her daughter and walks free to this day like she's a photographer yes, and in a law firm she walks yeah. free to this day yes. to this day to this day, day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like she's smart like that or maybe she is who knows but this is dang or even the the one i think it was what was it in the 70s or the 80s where when was the zodiac killer a big thing oh in the 80s so like when he has not been caught no one knows who that man is but he killed Um, every single time and this little sketch they put out of him i think i'll never find him that looked exactly like another person yeah they're never gonna find him i think it's multiple people but i think so too i think it's a cult um and that's a good segue but, to yours. I know, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, um, so I am obsessed with like, I like, which I also have questions for y'all based off of the things I've been watching. So I've recently, I literally been to watch last night, Archive 81. And Archive 81 is about this demonic cult. So it's about these like people, again, spoiler alert, don't listen if you're not, if you're going to watch it. But it's about these European people, European rich people who came to America and their whole entire thing is that their father became obsessed with this one demon. And this one demon is supposed to bring you into a whole other world. And that other world is supposed to like it was it wasn't extremely clear on like what the other world is supposed to give to you. Like because when when you saw it in the in the show, the other world was just a, like time was frozen. It was just like you could then become immortal. Like that, I guess that was the, the uh, but you become immortal alone. <laughs> it's not like, there's not like there's anything there to benefit you. It's not like you get your spouse. It's not like, there's nothing there. It's just, you are in the world alone by yourself. It's kind of like at the end of the movie, Silent Hill, where like she finally mm-hmm. drives across the bridge again. And then she's in this sort of like, we don't know what world she's in. Like, she's just in a whole other world and the vo- the fog is still there. And then her husband can kind of feel the presence of her mm-hmm. in the home because she goes back home. 
So, the, so it's a really great show. Highly recommend watching it. But so then I kind of went down to like, uh, or I've, I've done this before <laughs> in cults. Um, and I kind of went down even like a further deeper hole because there's just one woman who I'm really obsessed with right now. And I've, I've been kind of, I read the first snippets of her book. But so we all know the, we all know the line of don't drink the Kool-Aid. And so the don't drink the Kool-Aid yeah. is this man who believed that he was a prophet from like God, right? And so he was promising all these people that like, hey, we're gonna live off the land. We're gonna all do this together in unison. No one's gonna be rich, no one's gonna be poor. Everybody's gonna have what they have. But then, <laughs> you know, he was um, the, I guess people were then deciding that they no longer wanted to be a part of it because they started seeing the like holes in the like religion itself. And the big part of it is that it is a quote unquote religion. Like he was the cult leader, Jim Jones. I think it's, is it Jim Jones or something like that? I think yeah. it's yeah. something. That's his name. Um, so he not was the, the cult rapper, leader. Y'all. Not the rapper. I was like, I was like trying not to get them confused. But so it was a religion and it was a really, it was a really freeing religion for him. And so they were seeing the, they were seeing that there were clear like things that weren't making sense. He clearly was living the life of like a prophet. You know, he was living better than everybody else. He was having like his his life was a lavish, and their lives were kind of like mediocre. And so because of that, then he came up with this thing where like, you know, the police were starting to get involved, and the FBI was starting to get involved, and other people were starting to be like, okay, people are missing, hundreds of thousands of dollars are going somewhere. Um, clearly not in the infrastructure of the place, but it's going somewhere. And so then he was like, he came up with this big thing where he was like, okay, we're all going to drink this. We're all going to drink this, you know, drink, which is, you know, the Kool-Aid that they made up. And then they all committed a mass suicide. <laughs> it was like over 5,000 people, 5,000 people, 5,000 people, women and children, and full-grown adults, dead. And <laughs> it's kind of like the biggest massacre, the biggest massacre in America. And I think it was in Indiana. Um, or one of the I states, but it's just so interesting because I'm like, and this is my question before I go into my next one, what would convince y'all to join a cult? So like some, tomorrow, some cult leader comes up to you. What would be, the, what would he have to say or she or whatever the gender of this person be? What would they have to say to you for you to be convinced to join a cult? Well, I'm very much like a feeling person. So I wouldn't even do it based off what they tell me. Like I would have to feel like, okay, like this is actually legit or like I feel like I can belong. Cause there's been plenty of like, or, okay, no. <laughs> Honestly, to reel me in, bring me a Southern <laughs> black woman that could just be like, hi baby. I'll be like, yes. <laughs> because oh, that is what makes me feel good like make me if you make me feel special with your words then yes I am definitely coming to join but I feel like <laughs> um, yes or hey sis hi <laughs> um okay no yeah so I'm not gonna go I'm too deep into it but yeah if you if you make me feel special with your words and make me feel loved then yes I, but what I would they have join. to what yes absolutely for sure it's feeling but the, wouldn't is there anything that they were specific like would it be money would it be love like what would be the tantalizing factor to reel you in 
to reel me in. Yes. Girl foods. Know how to cook well. Five star meal every day. Yes. But I, I don't know. I'm yes. So if <laughs> if I were to get into a call again, it would have to be treating me with love and making me feel special. And then just like community. Like we treat everyone well. Like, come here, like join this potluck. <laughs> Cause, like come join this potluck and just have conversation with our folks like when we and I'm not saying this is a cult so please everybody that's listening the story is not cult related I'm just going based off feelings so remember when we did the the Plymouth uh, Thanksgiving walk Noel? yes yes yes, yes, yes okay um in in solidarity to the um the pipeline south dakota um and so just that feeling that we got after the walk where it was all like a potluck everyone was eating you didn't know these people but Mm -hmm. it was very welcoming at the same time like that sort of feeling like something like that is what would reel me in because i was like i want to go back next year yeah (laughs) But that was a tribe thing. That was like, that was a part no, of the that's tribe. What, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And I'm so, not saying like that specifically yeah. is a cult, but I'm saying like that feeling of belonging, them being reeled in just mm. through the niceness of others. Like that is something that will get me to join in anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. I know. Well, what would they have well, well, the overall theme with the People's Temple, that's where Jones, the Jonestown um, cult yeah. is called People's Temple, and Heaven's Gate, which was somewhat similar, where people were basically cutting off very close family members in hopes that they were going to, like, astral traject into, like, yeah. space and be saved and all that stuff. Most of it was conditioning. So I'm, I'm willing to say all of us have been somewhat in a cult if you're religious if you belong to a religious group or anything like that you've gotten a taste of what a cult is and it's about conditioning because the people's temple was exactly like that they didn't just they didn't he didn't just get them to drink the kool-aid he was making them drink kool-aid in this ritual over and over like how we take the body of christ in church and so they never thought like this they some of them thought okay this is just going to be like like um this is just like what we're performing. This is a performance until it yeah, was yeah. real and they were all dead, you know? Um, it's conditioning, basically. So I think, I would hope to think that I'm too headstrong because I always think people are trying to sell me something yeah. and that I wouldn't fall for something like that. Even Catholicism, like I'm Catholic and I've strayed away from the traditional Catholic values or whatever it is because I just don't buy some of it. And I think that to be in a cult, you have to be conditioned so well and you have to have reward with that. Like you have to be one of the privileged ones to actually believe in it. So for me to fall into a cult, I would have to be conditioned from a very young, like I'd have to be born into it mm-hmm. because there's no way. You, you've you made me feel good. We're friends. Da, 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 da. Oh, we got to kill our neighbor. Wait, what? Like, <laughs> hold on. Wait, what? Miss Ma'am, hold on. Uh, so I'd have to be like born into it then conditioned to a point that this is all I know 
Because if I yeah. get a, a woof of like, whoop, this is weird, I'm out of there. I'm out of there, lickety split. And there's got to be rewards for it. You can't just tell me I'm going to find the glory of God in, in yeah. working hard and making you have a mansion. You better give me the mansion as soon as I walk in there. Yeah, yeah. Be like, this is the glory of God. You're going to live here forever and all this stuff. Like, it's got to be reward and right away. It's got to be mm-hmm. like, you got to have to pitch it to me and give it to me right away. Because I'm going to fall real quick out of it. And if you're doing something shady, don't let me see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I'm the opposite of you. I've like, <laughs> like I'm for sure. If you're offering me wealth and power, it's just it's just in my blood. Like I just feel like I I want it so badly sometimes that I feel like I can be persuaded enough. I can be persuaded enough to do a lot of things for an abundance of money for sure. I don't think I can be persuaded in the context of like. When they when they offer religion as part of the look at the fancy thing about our thing, I think mm-hmm. that's when you throw me off. Mm-hmm. Like I think the second that they offer me anything with God, I'm like clearly this is off because this is not of God. You know, <laughs> as yeah. a person who has, as a person who was a part of the cult of Catholicism, which I'll just be transparent, religion is a somewhat a semi cult. Like it is part of it. It is part of like the definition of cult. It might be. There's no like harmfulness of, oh, but there is. That's the problem with it. It's like it's, it's good. It depends it's- on who is the one who is preaching, though. Like it really, yeah. Like it, yeah. Yeah, and religion is a complicated one. Religion is like in this sort of like gray field, of like, but it's also like, again, T.S. Madison once said that it's not religion. It's or it's not God. It's religion. You know, mm-hmm. so like God is not the problem, and like the this higher being that we're like quote unquote like following is like not the problem is religion that is the problem yeah. is that like we're following things that are man constructed <sighs> so it can't be of god if it's like you know it's, it's like this falsified but whatever that's a whole other conversation with another podcast but <laughs> but you know so any any sort of cult cult thing i don't think i could go into any of them thinking of god as my forefront because i'm like whatever sketchy shit that you're gonna have me do whatever thing whoever you're gonna make me murder whoever you're gonna make me eat alive whatever <laughs> the babies i'm gonna have to kidnap you know like whatever the whatever the the extreme thing to my benefit yeah. you know because that's how it works is that like you're gonna benefit a lot from this thing but there's some extreme you know like there has to be some extreme every single time i i just i don't want it to be of god just whatever it is just you know it could be say it can be satanic like i just i don't want it to be of god like i just i can't you can't fool me <laughs> into believing that this thing that i believe as a higher power of good is going to force me to do anything bad to receive good i just i cannot believe that it's an i just you know my grandmother raised me right <laughs> so i just i can't do it i can't do it um, but then you know i'm going into my little rabbit hole of cults even further so so apparently you know this is where my tiktok hole came in through apparently there was another book before the bible that had a section about when i find it i'll get i'll send it to y'all because i can't remember the name of the, the exact thing or i'll put it in the description or something but it was talking about how like the serpent you know how like we all know in religion that the serpent is like a 
is a bad person is the devil trying to give knowledge but so there's apparently a book in the bible (laughs) before the bible existed or before the bible that we know has existed you know what the thousand and one iterations of it was saying that the actual that that god is technically the devil and that the devil is technically god because the devil was the serpent was trying to give them knowledge and freedom and that God was actually trying to constrain them. Mm, and so when I hear something like that, my heart beats yeah. a little bit faster because it's an interesting theory. Cause it's like, cause if you look at every other indigenous culture, the serpent is, is the bringer of knowledge. Like every single culture, like Japanese, Indian, Native American, the serpent has always been a good thing like it's always been a good symbol of bringing in knowledge but for some and reason it's even and, you know, um a symbol are... for help too yeah but do yeah do, so it's like it's a very interesting thing but do you remember the re- the the telling of the not not i think that that theory is wicked interesting i definitely want to see the, the articles on it mm-hmm. but the retelling of the serpent is it brings knowledge but it wasn't knowledge that Adam and Eve wanted to hear. For example, they were happy and naked and running around and God's glory and then the serpent offers them the apple and all of a sudden they're afraid of their own bodies, which is why they cover up. So now Again, that means, that's, yeah. that's like the... Yeah. But then that's a, that's an interesting part of it too because like, there's other iterations of it that's like, oh, or there's other ways to, there's other ways to think of it. It's like, why was the quote-unquote woman the person who, who got the apple mm-hmm. and who betrayed God? You know, like that's for us to then believe that women are beneath men and you know women are the are the first ones to oh no 100 with you and then yes this is a, a conversation for another podcast the king mm-hmm. james version of the bible is is a patriotic piece of literature okay the mm-hmm. bible as we know it, is not the bible there is yeah. a very early copy of the bible that doesn't have all of what the King James Version, which is what we've learned and gotten raised on, if you're Christian yeah. and Catholic, is not. And as you grow older, you're like, this is this is BS. This was written by someone who wanted to control women, wants to have yeah. power. Like, so yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying, but the King James Version is is isn't it, Mama? That's no, for sure. And I think that's like that's again why I was going into my little like cult little rabbit hole because I think that that's. These are things that we have to then question within ourselves. And I'm not questioning, like, I'm not saying to question God, but I'm saying to question the stories that we've been given that quote unquote, that quote unquote make any of us seem negative. You know, it's like, no, like, I just want to hear the positive things about this shit. But then, so then I go deeper into my little like cult realm. And then there's one book called Michelle Remembers and it's by Michelle Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's illustrated by this like doctor. <laughs> so she's this girl who, when she was born, she was given to a satanic cult. They like her parents just were like they like dunked her in there and they're like <laughs> they don't, whatever they did home run, just threw that bitch in there. <clears throat> and so, so she was supposed to be the the next. She was supposed to be like her body was supposed to be like the concubine for for the antichrist, mm-hmm. like this whole this. Uh, it's it's a book. Um, I don't know if it's still out there. I've only been able to like find a couple of pages, but maybe you can find the Amazon. Um, but it's literally her just like talking about like every single aspect 
of that satanic cult. I forgot what the, what it's called, but I think it is just called Satanism, like Satan Panic or something like that. Um, but it's a religion under Satanism. And so she's explaining like, here are the people that they sacrifice who willingly gave up their lives to be sacrificed. Here are the government officials who are part of it. Here is, um, here's evidence to talk about like, these are professors who are like low key teaching it within like the Midwest. Here is like, basically it was like a tell all book of like her explaining every single aspect of what she went through because she wasn't able to get out of it until she was like in her late twenties or something like that. But it's just, it was fascinating to read. It was fascinating to read the first couple pages because I think that like that is like a part of our American culture that I don't think we talk about very often enough is that there are, like we talk about corruption in that way, but we don't talk about like how this corruption starts. And I think we like, we sort of, like the Illuminati is a thing that we talk about, but we kind of make fun of it in like a joking manner. Like, yeah. Oh, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Richie Barge is a part of the Illuminati, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I think that there has to be, we have to talk, like there, has, there needs to be some sort of serious conversation about, you know, Illuminati, don't, please don't come for me, girl. I'm, I'm good. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to discover. Girl, I know for a fact that the Illuminati <laughs> came for you, Noah, that you would join. You're gone. I, oh, I absolutely. know. Illuminati is like, like, we're going to make you famous in 0.5 seconds. You're going to have crazy absolutely. amounts of money. Jay-Z, absolutely. Beyonce, amounts of money. You would join. Absolutely. You're like, I know. For a fact. Stop absolutely. lying. Absolutely. When it, when it comes to money, yes. But when it comes to murdering me, no. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I need oh. to live. Um, but, but I think that that's a, a, a big part of all of these conversations is that like, where I don't understand how how is this not a part of our history or how is this not a part of our conversations? Like, I don't understand why in our history books we don't talk about things that happen like within like true crimes or we don't talk about these like cult places like, or like where is the text where we can talk about it? Like, I don't know. I feel like there's too much, th- there's too many things that are forbidden for us to like have access to and knowledge about. Like, even, like, there's, like, books on, like, witchcraft that we can't, that the Vatican has because it's, like, so da 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 you know, like, or even thinking about the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church has millions and millions of things that, like, really, really important wealthy things, really important paintings, really important texts and books that, like, we will never have access to as a society. It's a really, and it's really interesting. I'm, like, that's that's the reason why, like... (laughs) Well, again going back into thoughts like questioning that like how can you're literally hoarding the world and the wealth and you are seeing the people that are following you are completely poor so i'm confused on how this is godly for you like i'm confused on how this is connecting the two and then i'm confused on how you don't want me to think of you as a cult if you're not doing the quote-unquote word of god now we just went into religion, but <laughs> I know we went into a whole religion. You go into things having pure intentions, and then one person's like, I'll pay you ten dollars to say this thing. Mm. You, might, you might do it. Or somebody comes along and says, I'll pay you a million dollars to say this. I'll pay you ten million dollars to do this thing. Yeah. So I think that at a certain level of being in power or being in control, you have 
you become like an access point to somebody that wants something that they don't want to be known for. It's like politics, right? Mm-hmm. The same thing. And I think that's what happens with cults. Some cults do start off, you know, being pure. And yeah. then somewhere, yeah, it just takes that one vision or one person or just one one want or need to make that cult go from a purist to like an extreme. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a human condition. Like it's, we're not, to go back, the Aztecs are the, 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 the Mayans are the perfect example of that. Like they used to sacrifice, you know, like yeah, and no, it was a part of their religion and whether it was good or bad, they did it. It's a part of history. Like, no, you're right. You're right. And that's like a, <laughs> again that's where it becomes complicated like it, like where where we draw the line between cult and where we draw the line between things that are actually like religion or things that are actually benefiting us because then they, we can also think of like instagram as a cult we can think of tiktok as a cult we can think of academia as a cult is that these are all things that we're manipulated to believe that are good for our existence and we yeah. participate in it because we've been told to and we have been conditioned even thinking of like the internet, like we have been conditioned to believe that the internet is a good thing for us. We have been conditioned that like to believe that to benefit ourselves, to move ourselves forward in academic thinking and to move ourselves forward in like a more progressive way. The internet is the thing that is the the bridge. But then there's also like 101 other reasons why the internet is a toxic space for us and why we're like losing certain things and why things are fucking up and bullying and you know etc people taking people's identities and monies and etc 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 um so i just think it's a it's an interesting fine line culture i think no. for me like cults have been like I've been consuming them a lot more lately. And so it's just, it just feels like it's an interesting conversation that we should all be having. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. And I guess like going back to religion, it's so hard not to tie it in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like growing up, there was always like, you know, half, half, like, oh, like, I love the church and then people will be like no I actually hate the church because it doesn't do well for me um and it really is like the like what you said like with what T.S. Madison said it's like God isn't the issue or like a higher being or you know whatever you believe in is the issue it really is the people who are humans that are taking action with their words and conditioning folks and building up a following and then once you build that following you could build up whatever you want because honestly some it only takes one because once you get one you could get three after three you could get 10 after 10 you could get 50 (laughs) so it, it, it just multiplies well, going no. off on Noel's question, could you be convinced to enter a cult? Sure. But would you be a cult leader? Like, would you find yourself in a situation like, oh, shit, this is a cult that I created? Do you think you'd continue it? Again, uh, so we all just took this test randomly that Trudy told us to take. And oh, it- yes, yes. <laughs> I, t- I told everybody to take t- um, two quizzes 
some so then we can figure out what kind of criminal we all are. So Noel got. <laughs> and so mine, I got serial killer. And it kind of made sense because I think that like and, and, like I'm not gonna kill anyone. <laughs> very transparent. I have no. I have too much empathy. I'm nervous, girl. I have too much care for. I have too much care for the world, and I have too much like humanitarianness in me. But I've 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 seen so much. I feel like from at a really young age, I've just I've consumed every single aspect of death, like the spiritual, the realistic, the like non-realistic. You know, like as a person who's like obsessed with horror and and gore and all that type of shit and someone who's been like my aunt was really obsessed with CSI and I'm really obsessed with like watching anything that revolved around how to figure out how to get out of murder you know like how do you clean up a good murder and so I feel like I feel like you know I feel like you know I have you know I have some I have some thoughts about it <laughs> so if I were to ever go into anything bad I feel like yes you're going to be it or bank robbing for sure um which I think was my second one yeah oh, Robert, no no yeah. no yours was um an art art um thief well yeah for the other quiz but for this one my top two were serial killer and bank robber mm. um and I think they're right I think they're like I think like bank robbery makes a lot of sense too because like my cop my Capricorn capitalist ass is just like money is just so essential to living mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I don't like and I just grew up so poor so like I just can't not think of money as something that isn't important so when I think of a cult, could I be a cult leader? I say I would say absolutely, absolutely. I would be a cult leader. I could do. I I could I could figure it out, or if I. But it also depends on the type of cult. Like, I feel like my cult is the cult of like fashion, you know, like, which is the cult, <laughs> with, which is already a cult within itself. It's like, I would I would be like yes, I, here join my cult. We all live in penthouses in this one block. Everybody has to wear Chanel on Fridays. I mean, Chanel on Sundays to go to church. We all, like, you know, everybody has to, like... And, like, in, like in my fantasy world, like, a cult means an excessive, exuberant amount of wealth and about, like, and of poshness and of sedidiness and bougie and, like, very, like, oh, no, girl, we can I cannot see her wearing, like, She's out of the well, car. She works too bad, you know. Well, for both of y'all, for both of y'all, I know y'all could be cult leaders because I don't know if you remember, you both ran a little bit off ACU in college. Nah, I <laughs> and it was exclusive. And you know what? There's a lot of people that couldn't be in the group that wanted to be the group. But if you ever saw you being like a cult, do you think you just continue it? Because we. I mean, yeah. It wasn't hurting anybody. No, it wasn't. I think that's a, but I think that's the thing is that like I don't think I would have a cult that would hurt anyone. It would all be beneficial. All of it would be beneficial. But here's the real tea is that like we don't know what spirituality things exist in this world. Like we don't know what the super phenomenon is. So like, what if my cult can't exist, but I have to sacrifice a baby every year? You know, like. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, that's a tough one. That's a tough one, you know. But it's also like that's us, you know, thinking about that's a small sacrifice. <laughs> it's like you can't. Like I'm like, it's like they did that in American Horror Story. What's her name? Angela Bassett for her to survive forever. She yeah. had to give up a baby. Yeah, yeah. That's a sad, sad who one. would say? Who would say no to Angela Bassett? Not me, girl. Not me, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. No, it was either. It was either she gives up the baby, or she has eternity in hell. Give up the baby, girl. Oh, give give baby. that. It's okay. all right. Don't That's a lot of things in this world. But I don't think I could be a cult leader. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm convincing with words. Um, I just don't think I possess the qualities because I know once something doesn't feel right, I don't think I'll <laughs> I'll end up escaping, and then everyone will be like, "Where's she at?" <laughs> <laughs> the real thing is that the Mel saying us, but the Mel would be a cult leader. For sure, be a cult leader. Yeah, hundred percent, a hundred percent. I'd be a straight up cult leader. <laughs> convincing everybody no Chenier strikes me as Chenier strikes me as the type of person that the cult leader would be like you're my favorite recruiter because everybody yeah. coming in here smiling <laughs> skipping into the yes <laughs> okay but I, I think the thing is that I think I truly believe that if Chenier quote-unquote found God in the way that people find God yeah I think Chenier I think Chenier yes. could be a, a I think she could be a priest or a pastor, yeah. which is again, she could be a cult leader. I think for who is that? Oh my God, there was a um, oh I can't remember the name of the church, but it's about this white lady with like really big blonde hair. I was obsessed with her for a second, but she oh my God, she 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 kind of gave me Trinidad vibes, where she's like all about like love and care and kindness at first, and then if you if you do the wrong thing, she beat your ass. <laughs> Trainers like that. I, I <laughs> yeah. am like that. I can oh see that. Yeah. You do what? Close <laughs> <laughs> oh, the door. Please close the door. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I think mean, like yeah, this is so funny. Um, me being a cult leader. Oh, okay. Well, it's I don't called... think I could be one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. The woman is called Gwen Shamblin. Yep. And oh my God, what was the the remnant, the remnant, yep. the remnant fellowship? And so she started it off as like a weight loss thing, yes. where she was like, yes. "Oh, mm-hmm. lose weight. Here's blah blah blah. When losing weight is of God. Fat people can be can be of God." <laughs> Not you laughing. That, that is a crazy, crazy <laughs> claim. That, that's the reason why I watched it because she was. She was legit like, oh, you fat bitches can't be a part of God. And that shit brought me so much laughter. Oh, my God. The people who I think about, the, the most godly people I think about in my life are plus-size grandmothers. It's always a plus-size grandmother. I, have, I cannot tell you of, like, a skinny woman who I'm like, yes, she's of the Lord. I just, I can't. It's always with the same person. And this woman builds, like, an empire making people believe that if you lose weight, the the losing the weight is of God. And then she kind of builds, like, a whole, like, Stepford wife type of, like, society. 
And then she also then, and then the reason why her 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 thing was then being as a cult is because they beat this one black kid so badly, they murdered him. Like they basically murdered him and that put was, him in like a box. That was the parents. The parents. Because yeah. She, the she parents gave him a suggestion, and the parents took it above and beyond. That that. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't fully responsible, but she basically put it in their ears. So. That's... Yeah, because they were because they were as you were saying they were like yeah. they were brainwashed they like yeah. were absolutely yeah. brainwashed that if you want to participate in this group your children and you have to have to be orderly yeah so like the men of the group were the leaders except for her she was the only woman who was like above yeah. these men it was very interesting yeah I mean all about girl boss but dang girl I know <laughs> she passed far. away last year mm-hmm. She did? Oh. Yeah, May 29th, 2021. That's probably why they were able to release it because she would have gone over. She would have like... Oh, wait, yeah, because her, her and her... Didn't her like daughter die in like a, a plane crash or something like that too? Oh, um... I thought they faked the plane Private crash. jet. Um, oh. Private jet. We're in a private jet and it crashed. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah, to take not... off. Dang, yo. But her hair, her hair got bigger and bigger and bigger every year. <laughs> you <laughs> know why? <laughs> the bigger the hair, the closer to God. <laughs> what, would be your, what would be your serial killer cult leader look? Ah, oh, okay. So if I was a cult leader, it would be for sure very Stepford wife. It would be like, yeah. it would be just very polished, very clean, very delicious. And I think if I were a serial killer, Trinia always jokes around that oh, I would kill my people I'm close to. I don't think it would be that. I think I would kill people who 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 would who like did wrong to the people that I'm close to. So like people who I believe that did some by my people really dirty, those people I would kill. And it would be like it would be like, oh, some guy didn't offer Demella a free drink. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bitch. Uh, you bitch. <laughs> oh, you don't want to give me... Hold on, give me a second. Be right back. <laughs> like, you don't want what? Happy death day. You said no? You said no? Okay, let's see you bleed out from your penis now. Oh, let's see your... God. I chop up your penis and put you up and now you're bleeding out from it. Like, don't fuck with me, bitch. Don't fuck with me. I've always been obsessed with the... Uh, y'all remember the movie Holes? Yeah, the kissing yeah. Kate Barlow aesthetic. She was just Ooh. working motherfuckers and then like, kissing them on the floor. <laughs> oh my god! So you, yeah, yeah, I would kiss her, but that wouldn't be plausible. All the DNA behind. Come on, oh, now, yeah. girl. Maybe, maybe not anymore. Stay, yeah, they didn't have DNA kits back then. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> that is true. Oh my but yeah, you have a whole. You would have a whole um, what's it called? Like a cow cowgirl outfit. Mm, that would not, be your aesthetic. Not, not, not maybe not cowgirl, but definitely like if you see me, you see me. Like you, but you ain't about to catch me. Like I'm gonna wear whatever I'm gonna wear. No, I'm not wearing no ski mask or nothing. I'm here. I'm right there. <laughs> like, no hoodie, no nothing. They just not gonna catch me. Oh, I like that. I like that. I think I would just wear a cat suit. <laughs> <laughs> Not you being Catwoman, girl. 
Superhero. She said superhero. Yes. I, no, I would really be an anti-hero. Yeah, I know you would. You look good in that costume too. Yeah. <laughs> All you would hear is latex just <laughs> my thighs are rubbing together <laughs> oh my gosh like uh, what's it called the those windbreaker outfits the noisiest shits in the world <laughs> well, I, no, my God. that but, is scary oh, as hell God. that is scary as hell pitch darkness and you know the serial killer wears a, a a and then it gets faster when they're running <laughs> oh i live i live it's so scary <laughs> oh my god but overall can i be a serial killer no um but so right when thinking about this episode too i'm like okay i can't be a serial killer well based on the quiz i took they said i'm super methodical so i would be a bank robber and it was with both quizzes they both said i would be a bank robber but um (laughs) i feel like i'm gonna sound a little off but um (laughs) when i was a kid i used to like I used to, <laughs> I can't even get it out because it sounds so funny. So um, as a kid, I used to like look at animals. And at one point I had a hamster and I thought that hamster was so cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. I want to just like hug it and squeeze it so tight. And then I would always envision no. the eyes just popping <laughs> oh. <laughs> No. And then me accidentally killing it. But little wow. kids do that all the time. Little kids hug their, their pets to death all the time. I know. Like, so as a kid, on purpose. Are you are you saying that you were doing it on purpose? Well, I was the thinking about it on purpose. The silence said it all. Oh, I was thinking about it on purpose, but I never did it. My uh, mind and my hands would never work. Um, yeah. okay. I'm going to call Noemi to clarify. <laughs> Your mother. Noemi. Mm-hmm. Fact check, girl. <laughs> we need to go back into religion for one episode. There's so much to unpack with religion. There's I know. So religion much. is the hard one. It is. I feel like if you ever... If you ever want to have such a deep conversation with someone that it may lead to an argument, you got to talk about politics or religion. Those are the only two subjects that will get you something out of it. Mm-hmm. You want to fight someone, about, you love someone, talk about those things. I feel like, but I do feel like the most boring conversation is talking about religion with the with someone who's an atheist. Because it's like, they can't, they can't battle with you because they don't believe in it. You know, like, they just don't Oh, they can battle, so, girl. We'll get into it, but they can battle <laughs> and they and they'll say some stuff that you'll be like mm, actually. <laughs> yeah well like on um, the what is it the um on jubilee where they do the um i don't know what the fuck you're talking about girl no 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 you do you've seen the fucking videos on jubilee the channel on youtube oh yes, the, the yes, middle yes, ground yes yes, 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 yes. 
So they yeah, it's like <laughs> and so they put five people in a room and then they give you like agree or disagree and then you go on the line of what you want to be on this mm-hmm. no but like they did a middle ground episode where it's like if you if you agree um, sit on this side blah 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 come forward oh, alright but um, a thing that I also wanted to bring up you know because we are into astrology and so there are two things that I found two images so I'm going to start off with this one. So the types of criminals we would be based on our astrological signs. Demel is a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. I know a what drug I'm about lord. to get. Drug lord. Lord. Drug lord. Yeah, you would that. be a drug lord. I can see that. I can see that. Sure. Sure. Noelle is a Capricorn. She would be a hacker. I can see that. And then... Me, a Pisces, I would be a passion, passional serial killer. Absolutely. <laughs> they got that one on the head. <laughs> they, got, they, they were like, we know who you are, girl. We're going to tell you. And then I got an image how we would solve crimes. So as a Sagittarius, you would ask the right questions. Mm. Which I agree. I feel like you're good at asking questions. Capricorn, you know how to put all the pieces together, Purr. which is very true for you too. Hell yeah. Let's go find her own path. I'll be yeah. doing underground shit all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll be 20 different people, bitch. Mm-hmm. And then for me, I'm just going to know who did it. Like, I just know. <laughs> <laughs> Not your intuition. Yeah, she my said, intuition is. She said. Speaking. She said, listen, criminal, look me in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you did I it. Can't do it. He did it. Miss Judge, she lying. <laughs> <laughs> but a hacker would be so much fun because I would love to, like, you would snoop on personal months. business so much. Now you already Absolutely. do that. Come on. We all do that. But no, I was really good at, you know what? I'm going to find out everything I need to know from the internet. She's that one oh, person who opened up the laptop. I go, absolutely. And it was like, that's all I needed to know. Absolutely. Reverse Google search is my favorite thing. Yeah. I love looking up someone's image of reverse Google search. I also, out. let me know. Let me put out. <laughs> right. Don't put everything out there. <laughs> oh, boy, it's out there. But let's just say I will always find out. Things will always come to light when I want to find them. They just go. And I usually know because I can feel it. Intuition is strong. (laughs) Period. Not all the time, but most of the time. No, that's so true. That one is like right on the head because it explains each of us perfectly. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like I ask questions I already know the answer to. Just want to see how you answer it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, like, the, real thing, the real thing is why you even asking the question. You I know. I just want to see you stutter, shake a little bit, maybe sweat. Or mm-hmm. will you catch them in a lie? That's mm-hmm. the real tea. Mm-hmm. I'm a strong believer there. Like, so when I was in real estate, you have to take classes. One of them is like selling shit, right? One of the, yeah. the one of the main rules is keep the person talking, and then do the long silence. If any, anyone ever does a long silence, just know they want they think that there's more to it. So if I ask you a question, you answer, and then I just stare at you. You're gonna answer a little bit more because people hate dead silence. 
Oh. Try it. For example. <laughs> Shania, what did you do yesterday? Uh, yesterday, I it was Friday, so I was working. So I worked, and then I went to sleep. Well, I was trying to go to sleep early, but I ended up going to sleep late. I was just on TikTok. So you were working and then you took a nap and you went to sleep right away after five o'clock. Oh no, I was on TikTok and I went to bed like at eleven thirty. You were on TikTok for six hours? Yeah. <laughs> Don't judge me. Oh I Oh my gosh. <laughs> Trina's a horrible liar. Trina cannot lie to save her life. I know. I'm very truthful. She can't lie to save her life. You know what? And she, she also she also can't fall into like a story with you. Yeah. Like you know how like sometimes you just need someone to like. It's like oh there's some creep right next to you, and you're like and you and you'll go to Trina and you'll be like yeah, right Trina we have to go to like the park right after Trina will be like no. what park <laughs> when do we decide we're going to the park? Yo <laughs> shut up and just say yes. Talking about it, listen, do we have questions for today before we wrap up? Not on my end. Not on my end. This we had a very short question. Oh, what was it? My cousin Marlon. Shut up, Marlon. What up, girl? Wanted her name to be so. Yeah. So Marlon, maybe I'll have her on the pod on herself. But she's notorious for, um, for uh, quitting jobs in very you know dramatic ways. Like it's never like let me put my two weeks in. It's always been a story. So if y'all were to leave a job that you were in for maybe two years, how would you do it? Oh, I've done it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so <laughs> you just up and leave a job like with no job secured afterwards. Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, it depends on job security, it is. but it was part time. Um. Yeah. Wait. So wait. What's the question? The question is, how did you do it? And how, like, what was, like, what took you from, I need to quit this job to I'm doing it, even though I don't have a job lined up? I mean, it depends what job it is. I think it's like, mm-hmm. like, when I worked in the college, I said I was leaving. Like, I, like, cause, cause I want another academic job at some point. So, like, if I'm worried about the, like, reputation that I'm gonna build, then I'm gonna do it the right way. All of my other jobs, I literally just did not show up anymore. Just stopped <laughs> showing up. How did you get your like, last paycheck? No, Where's your money coming from? <laughs> 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 I got a You stop going. You stop getting paychecks. <laughs> I stopped getting paychecks a hot minute ago. Well, because now, now I'm self-employed. Now that I do my own, right? I do my own stuff. So like, I don't, I don't have to worry about anyone paying me like in that way. But it's like at some point, at some point, either A, I need to legally become a business and start writing everything off tax wise and doing that properly, or I get another job. And so, like, I've been thinking a lot about because for me to become a full time resident here, I have to have like a secure, there has to be like a secure amount of income coming into my pocket every month. 
so I think I have to get, I think I, I think soon I'm going to have to get like a real job again. Well, what you're doing is also a real job, so don't. No, no, it's that. absolutely a real job, but it's, I can't, like legally for most places, like, which is kind of complicated because it's like, I'm an artist and most of my stuff comes from my, from my artistry. It's like, I can claim like there are certain things that I can claim because I'm like legally abided to. So like, if I get a job from like uh from a like I got this one job from Philadelphia Print Works, so I dye stuff for them. So mm-hmm. I have the like tax, I have like the W nine for that stuff. But all of my other stuff is like just people giving me money. Like I just get cash or I just get uh, any of that stuff. So like realistically, I'm like that. How do you like? Figuring out how to put that on your taxes is like another complicated thing that I have to yeah. I have not yet figured out just yet. Um, go on the IRS girls. Yeah, ten ninety nine. I know those are the ones you're supposed to get, to... and they are very difficult. So when I did real yeah. estate, you only did ten ninety nines. And if you're a person out there that has a self made business, do your taxes. Do your taxes. No, that's how most people who are self employed get in trouble with the government. They never end up doing their taxes because. Money comes and goes. You never see it. You never put money yeah. away for your taxes. You're no, absolutely. I have to become, I think I'm just going to become a, what's it called? Um, there's like an either, either, I can either like file as like an independent contractor or mm-hmm. I can do whatever a small business thing is. Mm-hmm. Um, an LLC? An LLC, that's the thing. So I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do the LLC just in case. Because they're like okay. separate. It's like, it's, if the LLC becomes bankrupt, it doesn't mean I'm bankrupt. It's like the LLC yeah. is bankrupt. So I want to do that. That's correct. But Trinia, you're the one who's has real jobs. Continue. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was in teaching and you know, like Noel did, you know, with the higher academia position, you know, I if I want to go into education again, you know, I won't. I made sure that one, my relationships were good. So it's not like I up and quit and was like, yeah, fuck y'all, bye. <laughs> and then I just left. Um, in my mind, it, it very much was like, uh, fuck this place. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, like I was like, hey, you know, I'm not coming back um, and blah, blah, blah. So like depending on the job, like Noel said, you know, you want to leave with a good relationship just in case you need recommendations um, or you could use them as a reference. Um, but I'm thinking back to even other jobs that I've had that were more like retail oriented. It was very much, uh, I'm putting in my two weeks. Yeah. Or like, oh, I'm like going to school. Or, uh, you know, it, it was for me, I was very truthful. I was just like, yeah, like I won't be coming back. And I made sure to give enough notice, but that's just me. Like, I'm never going to be the one to just be in a job and say, you know what? I'm just going to yeah. walk out today. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Like, I want to make sure I can use <laughs> folks as a reference. Like, yeah. ha- do I have the feeling to just say, fuck y'all, I'm out? Oh, of course but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. In my mind, I it, it plays over and over again. Because it's on my head. I think about it over and over again. 
Jones. Oh my god. <laughs> Not the throwback. Oh my god. I had to quit like one job. One job I did stop showing up. Um, but that was real estate. I didn't really have a boss. Like I just stopped doing it. Uh, and then the other job that I semi kind of quit was RA back in college. And that was because they had some silly rule about me not being able to go on vacation for four days before school started. They were like, well, basically it's your job or your vacation. I sent my vacation and they made me, it was basically me putting my, my notice in, having that conversation. But then they also made me basically write this goodbye text or letter to the other RAs that I had shared like two years, three trainings with. And it was so dumb because I get it like you never want to leave a job with bad blood but there's like a mutual understanding when when you're leaving a job you know for a fact you're never coming to that <laughs> that sarcasm really does come out when you're working <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but yeah never leave a job in uh, on bad terms just because you never know when you're going to meet people or when you're gonna run into those people, you know, you never want to cuss somebody out, and then the next job you go to, they're the boss. You know what I mean? So try to do your try to do what you need to do. Be a professional, no matter mm-hmm. if they treated you bad or good. And right. also write your exit email. Write your exit email. If you're leaving a job that you hate and they give you an exit email or an exit letter, really do detail why you're leaving the job because it's going to make it better for the next person going into that position. And also too, if they say anything like, Oh, if you, you know, if you want to come back, we will definitely hire you. Make sure you have that in writing or you send them an email being like, Oh, I had a lovely meeting. You know, you stated that, you know, if I need anything or if I can, uh, I need you for a reference or I could come back to this position um I may do so send so you have a fucking paper trail yep yep that's very true all right y'all it's closing time oh we're coming closing up on time, time. Closing sorry y'all I'm like the do <laughs> we meet again? Balsamic vinegar? <laughs> Balsamic vinegar? That's vinegar? A <laughs> That's a big word for our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Bye, Bye y'all. Bye. Bye.